0: And welcome to Spellcaster, the spiritual glam podcast.
1: We're your hosts, Deirdre and Renee. And we're your gypsy fairy godmothers. We're here to give you the straight shit on how to live your most authentic life. Drop some wisdom to help you navigate all of life's magical mysteries. So listen up as we reveal
0: how to cast your spell, harness the energy and design your life.
1: Hi, Renee. Hi, Deirdre hi love you look gorgeous thanks <laughs> this whole thing I've had it for you. <laughs> you look
0: super super sizzly thank
1: you yeah what, what what's up with the uh
0: the jewels the and outfit. the very is that the bra that we got is
1: that the dita von t's bra oh my gosh it's, am i right no but it is a. can you lo- fucking
0: imagine if i had been right no
1: yeah because we both got those dita von t's bra i bras. Fucking love that bra it's like a bird cage for your boobs it makes my boobs right? look great oh I know I know they're like this honestly if bras. you don't have
0: one go out and buy okay. one okay
1: shout out to Dita Von T. Yeah. she does make the sexiest bras it's- no but they make your boobs look so I good I know I know they really do so no this it's it's very yes is very similar yeah. looking to that um but I am in this like cute little lace top I and these flowy pants and my Dolce Gabbana shoes and I my love it. and my jewels I my Egyptian it. I necklace it. I yeah. like that where'd yeah. you find that um at an antique store. You you can borrow it anytime. If only I would. You will. I will. You will. It's too gorgeous not to. So, you know how I go away on a lot of the weekends. Every this weekend. summer.
0: Yes. However, I'm going on a car tour, so we're going to stay home this weekend.
1: Oh, I love it. Oh, no, it. not this weekend.
0: Next weekend. No, next I'm going to
1: be in Miami. Next weekend? Yes. I'm going to be here this, this weekend. Do you want to stay home this weekend and then switch it? So let me let me talk to upper management okay. about this. Talk to your man, girl.
0: It, with that shirt, you should approach Bob with this idea. Okay. <laughs> because I don't know how it's gonna go.
1: Hey, Bob. Um, <laughs> hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Because I'm gonna be gone. I'll oh. be in Miami. Miami. Hey. Ooh, Poppy. Ooh. So yeah, I won't be. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> when I go out of town, I'll be going to lake champlain (laughs) on a
1: car tour. well and i'm staying at the good times hotel uh pharrell's new hotel which is supposedly really fabulous he called it good times Mm -hmm. i like good times yeah me too so i think i'll have a good time there i hope you have a good time there yeah i'm so
0: excited i need a break is it um is it well appointed what does that mean oh my god i'm dead uh are the rooms nice
1: Yes, they yeah. are. And the pool is gorgeous and the outdoor... I mean, the hotel is just fabulous. He really did an incredible job. I would expect from nothing less designers, from Designers, two designers, I'll show you pictures of it when we're done.
0: I feel like he's the kind of guy, he's super creative, that he would he's be... He's so amazing. He would be like on point with that
1: like he would be really interactive it it is gorgeous it is gorgeous yeah my daughter's because you know she lives in miami Mm -hmm. she has been to the restaurants and all that and she said it is amazing i have to stay there all right so you're in party in miami i
0: like it i like it well (laughs) i will not be partying in miami and i was actually driving to work today lamenting my life (laughs) were you ready to end it all i thought about it (laughs) I thought about it. It was very, it was a sad moment for me because I was thinking that I haven't gone on a real vacation, like a real live where I don't have to make my bed I know or cook my meals. You and
1: I need to go to Paris or get up early.
0: So I thought to myself, you know, we really need to plan a vacation. You know where we need to go? I have it. I
1: have it. You and I need to go we stay in Versailles. I don't think so. No. Okay. But we will go there, but you and I first need to go to the Madonna Inn in San Luis Obispo. That's our trip. That's the California place, yes. right? Okay, we're done. We're done. Okay, doing it. let's go out to Cali and let's do let's do the Madonna Inn. I just came from Cali. Well, we'll go back. You didn't go with me, and we'll get a convertible and we'll do the coast. And let's just let's just have a me and you Madonna Inn moment. Strength to that. Okay. All yes. Right, cheers. Cheers. Yes. Okay. So what are we talking about today? I really want to talk about my most favorite thing ever besides money and diamonds and you (laughs) no, is love. Let's talk about love. Let's talk about soulmate love. Let's talk about love of a romantic partner. Love of, well, you know, you already have your soulmate. I do. And so you don't really need to do. And And he has me and he is so lucky. He is so lucky. And when he dies, it's me.
0: Listen, that would be a (laughs) Um, shit show.
1: I'm moving in. My Um, God. Because I am your other soulmate and your twin flame and all of the above. I know. And nobody loves you like I do. Except Bob. Bob. Except Bob. Nobody else loves you like I do. Maybe Leroy. No. Okay. I'm above Leroy. All right. Um, and where is that little bitch? He's usually you know, under it's the so table. Funny. That little fucker.
0: He's He saw me moving furniture earlier and he was like, I'm out of here, bitch. Yeah. And he was not playing that game.
1: Fuck you, Leroy. Yes. Fuck you, Leroy.
0: <laughs> Leroy.
1: Actually, I love Leroy. I okay. So, um, well, so what started all of this yeah. was I was listening to this YouTube, Joe Dispenza. Right. Okay. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He's like amazing. It was like how to attract your soulmate. Right. And so, of course, you know that I am a bitch that is always looking and wanting to know, not really looking, but wanting to know more about soulmate love because yeah. really I feel that's the only love I want. Right? You know, I don't waste my time. I go on one date and then I, I dump everyone, Right? you know, or I friend zone them. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't want to waste my time with somebody that I know is a no, but just to have someone. So I'm not alone. You know, I won't do that. Right. I'm really, am curious about this soulmate, twin flame, whole love. And I think a lot of people are, I know, I know you're not because you already have yours, right? Well,
0: you actually said something very interesting to me once you said, um, you must have karmically learned all of your love lessons in another life yes. because you didn't feel that I had really struggled with love. Well, and you haven't really. I had some heartbreak in seventh grade. Okay, bitch. It Fifth was a rough grade. year. Okay, fuck and you. And I was married fuck once. Fuck you and, and it your wasn't... seventh
1: grade <laughs> <laughs> love heartbreak. Nobody would go with me to the Sadie Hawkins dance. This bitch, I would have gone with you. This is treachery. I swear to God. I know. Okay, but here's the thing is that you have other things like your mother died. Oh, when yeah. you were 5 i mean you have other things right <laughs> you've been my sparkling personality. so <gasps> no 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 i mean other things as far as that you've had to search karmic for karmic debts yes, that i'm dealing yes, with yes that you've had to pay yeah. and, and search and and have pain right. you know we all have pain in different ways yeah. so one of mine is i really Don't want to leave this planet until I have felt what real love feels like. Because I didn't really feel real love from my mother. I mean, I did from my father, but Mm -hmm. he died when I was young. I didn't feel it from my husband. And I've really never felt it from any man that I've dated. So
0: that was going to be my question. I was going to ask you. So you don't think you, you know what real love feels
1: like? No, I don't. I feel like, I feel like I've been loved yeah. for my looks and I've been loved for the way I make them feel. Right. And I've been loved for the, you know, way that they could love me the best of to their ability. Right. But I don't think I've ever truly been loved in an unconditional way That feels purposeful and meaningful and a way that I can grow. I'm going to ask you a question. Yes.
0: Do you feel you receive unconditional love from your children?
1: Uh, Sometimes. Okay. That's a a fair answer because, first of all, they're children. They're children. And and I think... So I'm sure you give them unconditional love as an adult and as a parent. But, but I think that sometimes when they get mad, well, I think they always love me, but I think of course they get mad at me and they can act out or be pissed or whatever. Right. Do I think it's unconditional? Yes, I actually do. I actually think my children love me. And even with all my faults, I think right. at the end of the day, yes, we're bonded in that way. Right. Um, but never from a man. I mean I birthed my children so there is that bond that's already just super strong. But I guess what I'm I'm thinking is that you you'll know what it is when you see it. I think that I will really understand when someone loves me for me. Yeah. I will, I will know the difference. Yes. Well okay, so getting back to this Joe Dispenza. I'm sorry. Yes. So I saw this thing and I clicked on it and I was listening right this morning. And he said, I really only listen to five minutes of it because I know, I know, I know, you know, because, you know, I'm ADD and I'm sort mm-hmm. of all over the place. And I have 14 other million things I have to do, which means you have two souls, but <laughs> maybe six. <laughs> that was awful. And so I was listening to it. And the first thing he said, which is honestly, you see it all over the internet. I mean, it's very famous. I had never seen it before. This was a real aha moment for me. He said to find the person, your soulmate, your partner, your dream partner, your most desirable person, write down everything that you would want them to have all their qualities, the way they look, the way they act, the way they love you, write it all down.
0: Yep. Be specific.
1: Right. And then he said, and then become it yourself.
0: That's That is a very interesting twist Mm -hmm. on that exercise because you're right. We've all heard, you know, you're looking for a soulmate. Write down the qualities
1: you want in in that that person. person, But never. But what about you? What if? So remember how we've talked about in other episodes, how everyone that comes into your life just mirrors you. Yeah. So and if there's something on that list Mm -hmm. that you're not doing. Then you got to take it off the list or you, you either have to take it off the list or you have to become
0: it. Right. I love the whole exercise. I love the bonus part of it, which is become it. So I have a friend of mine, a male friend.
1: Yes. You have um, a man friend? I have a
0: couple. Don't tell mom. Okay. Um, I have a couple. (laughs) He told me the loveliest story one time that he was single and he wanted a committed relationship. So he wrote down all the qualities he wanted in a woman, you know, to be his forever person. And he was meeting women and they had all those qualities, but something was missing. He had missed something on his list. Right. And so he had to add it and he did. And then through a mutual friend, he was introduced to the most amazing human and she loves dogs. So, you know, she's my kind of girl too. Do you
1: know what that added thing was? I don't
0: remember. And I was supposed to have called him today about something separate and I didn't. Oh, it's okay. But I don't remember, but it was just one, it was an important thing. Sure. That he had just overlooked. He he had just overlooked. And then he was, you know, he was meeting girls and they had most of the qualities. They were ticking all the boxes, but they just weren't. And I thought. Oh my God, that's real.
1: Well, yes, because you know that's happened with me. I mean, I've literally, I could read you my list from last year. I mean, literally, I met a guy who had every quality on the list I wrote. Right. So um, he had every quality on the list that I was looking for, and yet I wasn't attracted to him and it wasn't a match. And he's such an amazing catch. And he was so good looking and he was very successful. I couldn't make what wasn't.
0: So I think that's a really, really interesting point that you're making is that you've got to make this list and you've yeah. got to become
1: this list. Well, I know what I was missing. I was oh, missing was very artsy, very creative. I, okay. need, I need an artist soul at the end of the day because that's yes. what I am. Yeah. And I need somebody who's very gypsy and free yes. and artisty and all of that like myself. Yeah. And like here I'm thinking like, oh, I, I want a businessman who's like really successful and who can, you know, help me with my business stuff and yeah that's great and, and I would like that too but I can pay someone to do that for me
0: it's called a business manager
1: right I can pay that I need the creative I need the most romantic man yeah. I need I need the artist you know because I do want somebody who's elevated and spiritual I love that yeah I love that so I thought okay I'm gonna scrap my list that I made a year ago okay because it's all bullshit. It yeah. was all, you know, the safety and security and protection yes. and loyalty and all that is important. And it's I'm gonna, all the things that you think you're
0: supposed to want. Right. And that's maybe not... It, you can kind of provide that for yourself. Right. I think it's that little girl thinking.
1: I want somebody who's going to at midnight paint naked with me or something like that. Like just someone who wants to light candles and sweet and take fucking a bath.
0: Jesus. If anybody wakes me up at goddamn midnight to paint something or light I a candle, want, I'll rip your fucking
1: throat out. I want somebody who I come home from work and he's got the bath running and all the candles lit and there's music and we take a bath together and we talk about our day and we plan our, our life and our future. And you know, we have a glass of wine together and we cook together and I, I I want the artist. I I need the creative. So I'm going to pause
0: you because I know you'll get that. Okay. And there's a part of you. I know I'll get it too. I know because I'm going to, you know, help you manifest it. And there's a part of me that has like specific things that I would want in a person. I'm a realist. Yeah. I'm not. I know. One of the Mm -hmm. things that I think about a lot when I got married the first time I was 24. Yeah. And I just wish somebody kind of sat me down. And said, oh, Renee, nice. so you're getting married now. It's not all hearts and roses and cupids and flowers. Like, you know, right. marriage is work, marriage is commitment, marriage is this, marriage is that. Not every day is going to be great. Right. But nobody told me that. And I literally went into it like, I don't know. I, I thought it was a fairy tale.
1: Right.
0: Oddly, it wasn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that would... was a wake up. But ball. it's more of a fairy tale with Bob. He does not ah, like, give you a fairy wait tale a minute. life.
0: Yes. Wait a minute. So mm-hmm. thought it would be hearts and flowers. Cupid's flying around. Yeah. Still work. Yeah. Still a lot of work to be married. You know, you you have to put the effort in. So this goes against directly against what Joe Dispenza says. But, you know, there is a certain amount of maybe it's not effort. Maybe it's commitment to the love.
1: Yes, I love that. Right? Yes, I love that, Renee, and, and I feel and that's you and an Bob, everyday. Thing. But I feel you and Bob have committed to your love yeah. and your relationship. And I mean, I see him buy you diamonds, and I see him treat you like a princess, and I see the way he looks at you and loves you, and I know he's a lot of work too and I know he is what he is you also see him when he's like wait what are you doing help. he thinks we're crazy or doesn't want to help sweep the thing for a party the or doesn't the want to pick us
0: up when we've walked too
1: far <laughs> we got lost and that bitch wouldn't pick and us he up he wouldn't pick us
0: up we but, got an Uber but, but
1: we did and yep. we made it work but then he was really regretful and very upset about it and he did try to make it better and he everyday works to show you how much he loves you he really does and he is so cute no, I Renee. I agree I'm not Look Look at this room we're sitting in. I know. This this is all because of Bob. He built you these beautiful so he, shoe cases, I know and no one can see. That no She's can got see. couture dresses hanging everywhere, Chanel bags everywhere. She's yeah. a Leona Helmsley of shoes. I mean, he really. No one's no one is so adorable, that. and I know that he. No man is easy. You know what? This no man, no this, woman
0: is easy. This might have to be the episode that he actually listens to because it's all about him. No, I know. do you want, do you know that he doesn't? Listen to the podcast. He that little bitch. He won't listen to it because he's afraid of what he's going to hear. Oh well, what a cutie pie! I know. I was like, Mom,
1: I only say nice things, basically. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but and we digress. But it's but it's true, and he, you know, he does love you, and he does show that, and he's really made your life the fairy tale that you really did want. And you know, I really do want that fairy tale too. And so here's the difference is. I already have my children. Right. I'm not marrying to have children. Mm -hmm. I'm not marrying to have a family, Mm -hmm. which... As you know, you've raised children. Mm-hmm. I've raised children. Children are a lot of work, and they create a whole different dynamic in a marriage. I mean, you have children; you don't want to have sex. You're you're exhausted. You're getting the kids to school, to sports, to this, to that. Right, and it becomes less about you and your partner. Yes, and it becomes all about the family. Sometimes I think that when you have children, a
0: children. Contribute to stress,
1: yes. They I, do. Which I mean, with love, of course, we love them, but it but is they do contribute very to stress.
0: Difficult. The other thing is, sometimes you lose your sense
1: of self in mom a or com- dad completely, and then you aren't sexy, and you aren't the sexy time doesn't happen much, yes, and because you are exhausted, you are. And so, I am going on a second marriage, which is all about for me the romance yes. and and the love and the staying up till midnight and painting. And I want to see, you know, my dad always played the guitar to me. That's really, yeah, I know your dad did too. I know know your dad did too. And so I want a guy that... Writes me a song and plays it for me, and he's very smart. And we're talking about life and the world and spirituality, and he can go deep. And I want that because yeah. I don't need to focus on little kids running around because you've done that because I've done it. I want my second half to be with a man who is just very romantic and and filled with romance and wonder and yes. magic and explore and with, the with unexpected. Me. I'm a very I'm very much a Sagittarius. I mean, I just want to. Explore Explore. Right. And I want to lay on a blanket outside under the stars and have a glass of wine and make love and talk about life and talk about all of the most beautiful things that we could accomplish together. I and deserve I, it.
0: You do, but that's a no. You're going to get Lyme's disease. <laughs> no, you're not laying on a blanket and making love. Okay. Because you're going to come into my house okay.
1: <laughs> and somehow I'm going to have to identify a bullseye on your ass. Oh my god, do you remember when we were in um Rhode Island and uh yes, and I got oh bit either bit by a spider or something and I, I made you look at my ass the whole weekend. That's that's PTSD <laughs> by the way you also that weekend have had cute, picked a tick out of your hair I know in at the table, my yacht club I know at the table <gasps> two but, times but, people but, have but reminded do, me of. but I do have a cute little ass so a big oh, actually it's, adorable. It's, not it's juicy and big you but have, have a, a big very Armenian juicy, ass and so it's not that juicy it wasn't it wasn't so bad for you to have to look at right no, it was a delight.
0: I continue <laughs> to enjoy it. Yes. So you want the wonder. You want the magic. I do, and I get that. I okay, so And I'm
1: not going to settle until I get it. And you shouldn't. No. So I want a musician, an artist. I just, I do. I want that person that's so tortured. They create the most incredible art, but yet in touch with their tortured. I don't want somebody who doesn't not know they're tortured. That's the worst kind of, that would be torture to me. The
0: person that came into my head, I'm pretty sure he's not single. Nor, okay, who? Nor who? do I know him. Oh, who? Who would you think for me? But I have just decided who your soulmate
1: is. Who? His name is Mr. Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Girl. Girl, girl. I've actually met him. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God, I met him in the city when I was young. Yes. Gorgeous. That is... Yeah. That's my goal. There you you. go. Somebody somebody, Lenny Kravitz-like. Yes. If it's not him, uh, because he's probably not single. (laughs) He can't possibly be single. But somebody who, right, is in touch with themselves and spiritual... But Lenny Kravitz, if you
0: are single... Lenny
1: Kravitz, if you're listening... I have a delightful
0: lady for you. Just hit us up. (laughs) So... Here's the thing. And I'm always going to be that person. Yeah. People are looking for soulmates or relationships, or they're trying to create these
1: relationships. You and I have a a hypnotist in yes, common. Yes. And, and by the way, I just want to say, I do think first relationships and marriages are very different than second relationships and marriages. So go for that really amazing out of the box person for your second marriage because you did that. I mean, how many years have you been married? Do you think Bob is that out of the box from your first husband? Yes, I do. I guess personality yes. and everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Okay. I think he's everything different. We're almost 20 years. So and look at how and I know. You're happy and you have yeah. an amazing, beautiful life. I mean, I really do look at your marriage and your happiness mm-hmm. and it's really something that I aspire to. You're cute. Thank you. No, no, very. It's the truth.
0: But there's you know, more than one way to look at a soulmate. You know, sometimes people are looking for a friendship or, um,
1: no, I don't want a friendship. I have many friendships. I don't need a friendship. It's not always about you.
0: (laughs) So we have our hypnotist in common. Yes. We had a session, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and we were chatting afterward. So you went to her first Yeah. and had done a ton of work with her, right? Yes. Because well, you, you make me do say, everything first. Wait, can I, just say, <laughs> I, yeah. I fucking lectured you before yeah. we started about hitting the microphone. Did I hit it? How many times have I hit the microphone so far today? Yeah, because oh my you god, know I'm fucking all you know over the place what? today. You know I'm, gonna, I'm that's, still your right little, now. that's your cunty little. That's
1: your cunty little attitude. Very cunty yelling today. at me, super, and now look at you, bitch. Super fucking cunty okay. today. Oh, but can I just point out? Have I remarked on it or said anything to make you feel bad? <laughs> no. Who's,
0: who's but the, now I feel horrible. Who's the better friend? <laughs> Obviously, it's you. Obviously. I mean, no one's disputing that. (laughs) Okay. I suck. That's part of my charm. Oh, stop So our hypnotist. Yes. That we have in common. um, Ariella. Shout out to Ariella. Love her. We were talking after one of the um, sessions, actually after both. And the first one, she was remarking about how lucky you and I are to have each other Mm -hmm. in our lives, to have this friendship, to have this connection. She was really taken by this connection that we have. Well, she knew it was from many, many lives, she said. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it felt important to her. So after our next session, she was saying that, um, you know, it was.
1: Yes, Uh, I think Bob just burnt the house down. (laughs) um, What the fuck was that? Okay. After our
0: second session, she was saying how we live. I don't know. What are we two hours from her? Yeah, we are. Which two is hours. crazy. Crazy. But we're two hours, which doesn't seem like it's far, but it's far for a play date or whatever. And how she wishes that we were closer because she knows that the three of us could be great friends, which is, I think, such a beautiful thing. It is. And I know that we would be and we are. We already are. The location doesn't matter. Right. We're already energetically all connected. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that physically she would like to be able to see us and maybe go up like you and I. We see each other every day. Exactly. Yeah. You know, she was saying how she wanted to kind of find somebody for herself that, you know, it was her Deirdre. Right. And I was like, I love this. Right. I love this. So love, you might be so happy in your relationship or you might be so happy with your relationship with your kids or your parents but maybe there is something missing and maybe it's the friendship. Maybe it's that sounding board.
1: I do think a lot of women that are married with young kids have that piece of it missing because they give everything to the kids and the husband. And then I think you're very lucky if you have girlfriends that really fulfill you, not just are playdates for your kids and you just like the moms, but like actually really fulfill you. That like nourish your soul. Because I met you when Em and Ellis were in third grade. Yeah. Yes. I didn't like any of the moms in the school. Sorry if you're listening, any of the moms. But you came along and you were like this breath of fresh air for me. And I could really, it wasn't about our children. No. It was about you and I, and you, you really filled my cup and I really filled your cup. I think for you, it could have
0: never been about the kids. I don't dispute that maybe the, the moms were not. They weren't, the nice to for you. they weren't nice to me. They weren't nice to me. I had a similar situation in another town mm-hmm. with my stepdaughter's uh, friends, parents. They were sucky. Um, but I think for you, it was about that authentic relationship with somebody else. So I have another girlfriend and she has a friend of hers and they are friends through their children. Yeah. Yeah. And they connected very strongly on that level. But that can also present issues.
1: Yeah, because as soon as the children maybe don't like each other anymore, then what do you do?
0: I mean, or even if it's a, a, a momentary spat between the children. Right. Right. Which I'm not saying has happened, but but but, but there's all right. these these other things, or or if you're not super excited, like one kid is going to play soccer, but the other one's going to play baseball, right. and then that, be, you know what I mean? Like there's, or if
1: they, you know, kids change friends throughout, you know, the yeah. years. But with you, when I met you, it was like I knew that. I mean, was I know. It, I, I know. Was I said it because I was so pretty. <laughs> yes, you are gorgeous. Tell me more. Yes, Tell me more gorgeous. about how great. But I, am. I knew that you were a soulmate. Yeah, you just hit your mic, you fucking cunty bitch. And
0: then I shut the straw up my nose.
1: <laughs> don't t- don't cut this out. Please don't cut this out, because you know what? I'm the look on your so face right, right now. <laughs> you just stuck a whole fucking neon green straw up your nose. <laughs> I don't worry about myself. Please don't. I worry about you, too. But All please right, don't I won't cut, cut it okay. out. Okay. So, no, but, but I knew that you were something so special and so much right. more to me and and you have gotten me through some of the worst times of my life and unfortunately, i unfortunately
0: not all of them and well what do you mean i haven't always been there
1: no but you, but since you've been there you've been there i mean i know we Went had on little, there I'm there i know we had our little hiatus because you weren't feeling some feels <laughs> we're not going to go into that no. you weren't feeling some feels but I knew you were still there for me. No, I I was. I was. And I knew that all I had to do was reach out and you would be there. If you had to kill a bitch and I had to throw him through a chipper. You're my girl. That's what I'm saying. You're my girl. And I know. And you still are. If I'm like, Danae, pull out the black ski mask and the baseball bat. We got a job to do. I'm just saying. You're my girl. We'll fucking take care of it. (laughs) So anyways, tell me what you have in all your little notes over there because you're my most organized little church mouse ever. So
0: one of the interesting things that Dr. Joe Dispenza said, and I'm quoting, I will not work in a relationship. If you're working in a relationship, something's not clicking. Mm. So I heard that. Wow. And that was a deal breaker for me because who am I? I'm a workhorse. I'm Cinderella. I'm all about the work. Right. So I'm like, Uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Not today, Satan. But then I continued listening. (laughs) Okay. And he said that you need to bring your best. And the other person has to bring their best in order for that relationship to work. So So you basically both have to be trying. But you're not trying to make the relationship work. You're trying to make you be the best you you can be. They're trying to be the best them they can be. So it's still work, but it's not work on like, I have to be blonde because this guy only dates blondes. Or I have to have big boobs because he likes a girl with big boobs. You have to be the best small-titted brunette you can be. Right. Right? Yes. So he redeemed himself. Well played, Dr. I mean, Joe Dispenza. So
1: I what you're saying basically that I absolutely fucking love is it's never about the other person. It's about you. Again, it always goes back to you, which is what he said. Make a list and you become that list. So if you're the best and they're the best, why wouldn't the relationship so work? So what do you
0: have to do? You've got to hold up a mirror. Right and take a good, hard look at yourself and think, what am I missing? Well,
1: here's the other thing is I know from experience, because I was married for 20 years and tried to change a person for 20 years and you cannot change another motherfucker. No, it is impossible. No. Only thing you can do is change you. Yes. Right where you are. You have to either accept that person right where they are. And if you don't, then you have to move on.
0: Right. So if that person that now you've made your list yeah. and you visualize them and now you're going out on dates and you're finding people that are, you know, kind of working, right? but they're not a hundred percent. I won't fuck with people that aren't a hundred percent. Oh, and know. you know that. Girl, I know. But you have to think, what am I missing? So maybe right. it's what you're missing in you. Right. And what is it? It can be very subtle things. Am I missing patience? Right. Am I missing empathy? Right. Um, am I missing compassion? Am I missing right. sexuality? Right. Am I missing passion? And, you know, there's so many things that
1: I know for me, I need right. some kind of creativity. Right. In my practical mind, I hear my mother in my head or my practical mind is like, y- you want this and you want, you know, this, this mansion house and you want this plane and you want this yacht and you, you know, want this exactly. certain lifestyle. Historically, you're not leading with what
0: you really want. No, I'm you're not. leading with what that little scared girl that lives inside of you wants, and that is security. Yes, and that protection. security means, mm-hmm. you know, money, protection, safety. I asked you earlier, actually, mm-hmm. so we can circle back to this. Yeah. What is love to you? What do you look for? What does love mean okay, to you? Okay, well,
1: I think that I am. Um, I'm just drawn to men, a creative that, person, yes, and that are musically inclined. I'm very drawn towards that, and I have to start listening to that authentic, intuitive, you know, what sparks me. But here's because something. I haven't been. If you're
0: not in a place where you're in love with yourself, yeah, then you cannot manage your emotional reactions towards somebody else.
1: So that's very true. No one can make you happy? How can you expect someone else to make you happy and give you the things that you can't give yourself? So if I'm at my most creative, it's funny, going back to our hypnosis lady, Ariella, shout out, we love you. I just messaged her and I said, I want to do a session on expanding my full creativity. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And so I wanted to do an hour long hypnosis on Fully creative, opening me up, not being afraid, because I do think that we are very afraid to show our creativity to the world that if it gets rejected, that is the most like humiliating because that really is your raw insides. And if somebody doesn't like it and you're so proud of it, that can destroy you. And I want to do a hypnosis where it doesn't fucking matter if you like it or not. And I don't give a fuck. Right. Because I love it. That's your moment. I love it. And it doesn't matter. I'm not doing it for you. And even a lot of my work, even though I'm doing it for these clients, I'm not really doing it for them. I'm doing it because I love it. I think we both do what
0: we do for a living for ourselves. We do. So Because we're true artists, Renee. But no, it's so funny that you just said that because I was talking to... I'm going to say her name, Mm. Teresa, at the office. Oh,
1: I love you, Teresa. We all
0: love you, Teresa. We love you. And um, I was talking about the two times Mm -hmm. since we've started this company that I've really lost my confidence. And uh, the first time was my husband had been hospitalized. He had had a health emergency. And he had been hospitalized. He was in ICU for like three weeks. So I was out of the office completely. I was out of everything for three weeks. And three weeks on a design job is
1: No, I mean, it's it's
0: like two years. Right. And they just kind of finished. They finished it on their own. Snaps to them. They they fucking handled the shit, which is amazing. And that's why they're my team. And I came back and there were elements of the design that I wasn't familiar with. And I had a nervous breakdown because I felt that um, they had done a better job than me, that the clients didn't even like what I was doing, that I was a fraud. I was an imposter. So that happened. Total nervous breakdown. By the way, there's a lot of other things going on. Not going to make myself feel too bad about it. But recently I have another client and um, we did all this work on our presentations and they responded really positively to the presentations that were not mine. Right. So how'd that make you feel? It did not make me feel great, but I said, okay, well, I am clearly not connected with this client. And that's okay. And so I'm going to let you guys take the lead. But it did throw me. And so Teresa said to me, as if she was my boss. <laughs> Meanwhile, you are clearly her boss. You're definitely my boss. That uh, I'd like to see you design a little bit more because you think way outside the box and you do stuff that we don't do. And it would be nice if we saw something from you once in a while. <gasps> she did. Oh yeah,
1: that happened well, yesterday. you know what? I kind of like absolutely love and admire her for that. Yeah. Because she's right. You are the outside the box. And here's the thing. So I know you yes. and I know you and I see your house and I know your style and I know everything about you. You are one of the most incredible visionary women that I know that are, I wouldn't be best friends with you because that matters to me Right? because not only does it matter to me in the love person that I want to be that, but it also matters in who I surround myself with, with my friends. Right. And my loved ones, you don't do that enough. I do notice that because, you know, as I was before I started all the hypnosis and really learning to not care about other people's opinions. And when they did tell me, well, I don't like that, that I didn't take it personal because it's like, okay, so, you know, not everybody's going to like that Chanel bag. Absolutely. But it's still a Chanel bag. Right. It still has value. It still has value. Yeah. And so, you know, us creatives, right. when we put ourselves out there, we are literally giving you a piece of our soul. Absolutely. And We're burying pe- ourselves. And, and, and these clients don't understand unless you get the creative client that also gives their soul for their work. Right. So I get, um, I have like a musician right. sort of based clientele And you seem to get, although you do get the Hollywood, you get a lot of, you get the CEOs and more money people. Right. Yeah. I get a lot of financial people. You do get a lot of financial people. And so there's a, just a different mentality with that because they want the creativity, but they are quick to snap at it and not worry how they say it. So they don't understand that they're sticking daggers into a creative's heart. Right. Right. No, it's, it's, and so it's true getting very strong with within yourself that it's okay. You can stick the dagger and it's not going to change how I feel about myself. Again, it always goes back to self. Right. But that's, that's again, holding up that mirror.
0: What am I missing? Right. So when I responded to those clients or to those design, the clients actually didn't say anything mean to me, but when I responded that way, um, It made me look at myself and think, what has happened to me before in my life Mm -hmm. that's making me feel this way? Right. And... um, Well, it's always triggers from our childhood. Well, obviously something must have happened at some point in my life Mm -hmm. that is making me react a certain way
1: or... Now. Well, okay. So for me, I know, and not to bury my mother because that's not what I'm trying to do, but I know I was always told that I wasn't good enough or creative enough or smart enough or pretty enough. And so I was, you know, really afraid to take that leap into the design world. And you know, I didn't take that leap until right. I was what, 45, right? 44, I mean, 44 years old Right. and I had it all along. But I was very afraid to take that because I never thought I'd be good enough Yeah. until I started working with this one man who, um, you know, he sort of cultivates artists. And I I really feel like I've given him the house he's wanted, but he's also helped give me the security in myself. Right. I feel that he is a visionary in his own right. And he saw talent
0: and exactly what you said. He helped cultivate it and he believed in me. So then I believed in myself. So I guess what we all have to start learning is that people and events and circumstances, they don't control you. Again, going back to this finding the soulmate, like you cannot be controlled by your past events. So you have to identify these experiences in your life, right? Yeah. So if, you, if something traumatic happens to you in your life, so you were cheated on. Yes. Whether it was emotionally or physically, you were cheated on. You found out about it. Yes. That left a lasting impression on you. And that lasting impression is not just a memory. It's more than a memory. It imprints on your neurons and your psychology and it kind of permeates the whole fiber of your body. Yes. And you have to be able to identify what that is because even if you go back and you think about it, your body will respond the same way that it did when it actually happened, your brain doesn't know the difference between it actually happening and right. it being something that you're thinking about. It's going to do that same kind of fight or flight response. Yeah. Even right? it could be years later. Exactly. No. Yeah. Forever. I mean, that's I mean, a long-term it, it, memory. That's how that really does affect you. So you, that's a response to the conditions of yeah. you being in a relationship because in your Neurons in the fiber of your being, you're remembering all of these past uh, traumas, whether it's being cheated on or not being treated fairly or being taken advantage of or being dismissed. Yeah. What we do, I've done it myself, is we carry the damage or these traumas from past relationships into our next relationship. So again, we're trying to find love. We're trying to find our soulmate, yeah. but we're, we've got this baggage. We've got trunks and trunks of just damage. And you yeah. said this, and you treated me like this. And then God forbid that new person comes anywhere close, Gosh, anywhere close. So right. You're going to react the same way because, Oh no, it's you're all
1: you're gonna take out on that new person exactly. what that old person all did. All the shit that the
0: other person did. Well right? that's
1: why you looked at me and was like, Stop fucking dating. Let's fix this, heal this. Right. Get rid of all of your trunks and all of your baggage and then start dating again. And that was, and I did do that. And that was the best thing I ever did. Which
0: is smart because all of these experiences hold a very strong emotional charge. Again, you have to hold up that mirror. You have to identify it. Yeah. You have to um, kind of make peace with it. Yeah. And then it's either a part of who you are. Like this is who I am. So I know I come with a lot of baggage. I got a lot of crazy in me. I own it. I love your crazy, by uh, the way. Thank you. Um, so I own my crazy love. and, um, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. So there, there are things that I, I have not fixed yet, but I will come to you and say, you know, this is who I am. This is where I'm at. And, you know, and I'm an adult and this, and I've done some work and believe me, not all the work has been done. It will never
1: all get done. We're not supposed to do it all. No, no. I mean, it's a lifetime. It's a journey. It's, it's a lifetime. It's funny. I had an ex tell me not that long ago, the saddest thing is, is you'll be working on yourself for the rest of your life. It's true. And I answered it back with, um, I hope so. Right. I don't think that's and, sad and at if all. You're, and if you're lucky, you'll be doing the same thing too. Right. You know, basically... We spend our lives protecting ourselves from stored memories. Renee, say that for the people in the back. Say that one more time, please.
0: So what I'm trying to say is, for y'all, is that we spend our lives trying to protect ourselves from stored memories. Amen. But I'm going to tell you this. Yes. What I have done my entire life. I put that feeling... So I, in my head, I'm visualizing it. I have this little cabinet yeah. and that time that you did this and that time that I felt like this and that time this happened to me, I, it's done it's a little piece of notebook paper, loose leaf paper, and it's torn off and it's folded up and it's put in there and I put it in the, and I shut that door and I never opened that door again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel like it works for you? I've always thought it served me, but I can't tell you how many therapists have said to me that this is a terrible way of handling things.
1: But do you feel it's terrible? Do you feel like, so then who fucking, you know, who fucking cares what they say? There's an element of
0: it being Pandora's box, which is a cautionary tale. Right. But so far it's worked.
1: And so if you've looked at it and you've written it down in your mind and you've read it and then you've said, okay, I'm done. I will no longer identify with you and you put it away. I think that is you working well, it out. Well, to some extent, what they tell
0: you to do is, you know, to look at what you're lacking or look at what's, what these patterns are in your life or, um, these patterns are in your relationships. Yes. What are these things that keep happening? Yes. You look at them, mm-hmm. you identify them and then journal about it. Now, big journaler.
1: You are. But I mean, what
0: am I going to say? You know? So for me, it's, I'm just going to write it on a little slip of paper Mm-hmm. I actually, underneath where the incense is burning, yes, I have a little slip of paper <laughs> with a note on it of something that I'm trying to deal with, and Does so it I'm say like red room. On it, it says red room. <laughs> it says run, Deirdre, hide. <laughs> Renee's got a knife and Get it's got your name while on you it. Can. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't say that, but it's under there, and I'm like, you know what? I feel like that's a good place for it. That's where I'm gonna. I put love it. that. Unfortunately, my cleaning people. <laughs> 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 and like taking it out, I'm putting it on top. There's and I'm like, no, it goes fuckers. under here. Anyway. Okay. And I digress. But, you know, yeah. So we all have this damage and we're all recovering from it. And that's what's preventing us in our relationships mm-hmm. with love and with our friends. Let's say we had a, a traumatic experience with a friend at a young age where they just abandoned you. They ghosted you. All of a sudden you were unpopular or right. you were... You know, like something happened that'll traumatize you or you have an issue with a sibling and they cut you off at the knees or you have an issue with a parent and you just can't resolve that. So we spend our entire lives protecting ourselves from these stored memories and... We need to identify them yes. and figure out what it is. Yes. And then you know what? It's, it's the boogeyman in the closet.
1: It is. You know, my sister told me, she was like, you traumatized me when we were kids, when we were in high school, because you wouldn't let me wear your clothes. You always said I would stretch them out. Cause, cause you made me feel like I was fat. Are and you I,
0: fucking and serious? I always
1: felt like I was fat because you'd be like, you can't wear that. You're going to stretch it out. And I'm like, I don't even remember saying that to you. And she's like, yeah, you did. I mean, she, no, she's the tiny. Bitch, the bitch is tiny. But she has literally gone around her whole life thinking that she was like big because I said that. It is amazing how we take things from people and we turn them into our truths. But we're doing that. We are. So we're taking. We have to take full responsibility because it really is. Because you didn't do that to her. You may have said that to her one time, like, "Well, I said it," and and probably like just to be a bitch as a reaction to maybe something she said to me. That's but I love that you
0: said that. So let's pause there for a minute, because sometimes what we say or the way we react to people is reactionary. And it could be because you had a shitty day. Yeah. Or because you you don't have enough money in the bank and and you're worried about paying your rent. Sure. Or somebody hurt your feelings. Right. Somebody cut you off in traffic. There's all these different things that happen to you in your life. So then you tell your sister, you no, know, you can't borrow this sweater because you're going to stretch it out. And you cause a lifetime of trauma. And you don't even mean And to. you have no idea you've you done no it. Idea. So that's not on you. Right. And I'm so sorry. I don't mean to say that. No, I'm not but, judging but 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 it's,
1: it's not on any of us because we all do right. that to people. So what it really is about is taking that responsibility within yourself to be secure and know your truth and know who you are. And it really is all goes back to you. And identify those. I hate to use the word trigger because I, I really feel that it's overused. It and is, it's, And yeah. it's
0: used in a not...
1: You trigger me. Right. Yeah. So no, it's, you're but, triggering yourself. Right. You're a, fucking triggering yourself. And or as, you're
0: allowing me to
1: trigger and, you because... And as, that's right. And as soon as we take responsibility, which goes back to the soulmate, which was what we said, which is where we're probably going to end this.
0: Which, my point is that, you know... You have to identify all of these, all of the emotional baggage in your life. You have to really unpack your suitcase and you have to kind of spread it out and take a look and say, okay, so this is, you know, and I would love to unpack my suitcase for you here right now and tell you all of my dirty laundry, but I'm not going to because that'll give you power. I can't give you that. Yeah, yeah, don't give your power away. But I will, but in my, in my heart and in my mind, I know, Mm -hmm. I know at this age at this time in my life after everything i've done i know what it is and so i think that while i not every day is a great day that i'm able to protect myself from these emotional triggers right because i realize that it's
1: me. Well, right. Nobody's I'm allowing doing it, it to you ever, you know? And so once you start realizing how amazing you are, right. And you become everything. Like we said in the beginning on that list. And let's say
0: there is that rare and wonderful asshole. <laughs> that is triggering you because yeah. they know you're fucked up damaged. They well, unpa- you've yeah. already unpacked those trunks in front of them and they know your shit. Oh,
1: I've had many guys I've dated use my own shit against me. Then
0: you run for the fucking hills. Fuck yeah. Because if they
1: use it against you Amen, once sister. they will use it against you for the rest of your life. Oh, yes. And that's just and a nobody sick person. deserves that. No. And that's a sick person. That's not somebody that you right. want to even remotely nope. fuck with. So you run for the hills. That's right. And
0: you find somebody that accepts you as you are who you are, dirty laundry but I do and all
1: believe once you fully know who you are yeah. and you love you, you will never put up with and attract a man that would do that to you or a woman that would do that to you. If, if if you're a man, you would never accept a woman that would do that to you. I completely agree. But let's say that we're
0: talking to the people that haven't gotten there yet. Right. and we, And the idea is you
1: actually can get there. Anybody can get there. You got to hold up that fucking mirror. And if you don't get there, you'll just do it again in another life. And that's fucking fine too. But why waste this life when you could do it? Right. And and you can do it at any age. Amen, sister. I mean, you could do it at 70, at 80, at 20. I mean, you and I are in our 40s, 50s. We would, I would love... To see girls in their 20s. Right. Know this and become this. Right. Well, maybe that's what we're helping
0: to do. Honestly, that was part of our sort of mission statement was to, to, you know, empower not just women our age, but women that are younger. Yeah. Actually, Actually, one of your daughters um, thought that our... Our target demographic would be
1: younger. Yes, because they could learn so much right. from us. Which was interesting because I was like, wow, I don't see that. And, but I can see it. But now. I can see it. Me too. She um, was right. She and was right. I mean, we should. I do. I know you do want to help these young girls yes. because. I would have wanted that help when I was young. It might have helped me make less mistakes and start my journey much earlier. But,
0: you know, you can take it a step further. I want to help all of these women. So if if you're a, a, a young woman and, you know, if I can help you grow and be the best you, you can be, that's amazing. Yeah. But I also know many women that are
1: my age or older. That need the help That too. are stuck. Yeah. And... And no one should ever feel stuck. And I want to help unstick you. We're not here. And you and I have done that. There's been a few
0: instances where we've said, you have more to offer than you think you do. You are better than you think you are. Let's look at this a little more closely. Made
1: changes in people's lives, big changes. Yeah. It is amazing how so many women don't realize how amazing and powerful and beautiful they are. I feel like I want to say right
0: now, every single person. You know exactly who I'm talking to. You are amazing. You are perfect. You have the potential to have everything you want. You just have to look inside yourself and be honest. And we can't fix the problems, but if you can identify it, yeah. you're, you're on the right road.
1: Yeah. And really know what you really want. Yes. And go for what you truly desire. We're not here to just, you know, have an easy, breezy life. We are here to truly fulfill our desires. There has to be something more to this life than just living. Right. I think there's growth. Living and shopping and like, I already had
0: that life. I'm being fabulous. I mean... (laughs) I mean, that's a part of the lifestyle. I mean,
1: be fucking fabulous true, and have a man that supports you and all your fabulousness. See, that's what I love about your husband is that he literally, we will say the craziest shit and he will literally look at you and just be like, girl, I support you. And he's like, (laughs) he's like your cheerleader. Right. And that's, I love that. I
0: admire that. Even when he doesn't say anything. He's saying something and that is, okay, you're batshit
1: crazy, you're, but I'm going with it. And I love it. No, you're very supported. You're very fortunate. So listen, love can be found. Absolutely. And, and at any age, and any time,
0: you just have to know that you deserve it. Start with you. Yeah. And the rest is going to fall into place. Yeah. I promise you it will.
1: I love you. I love you too. I love you, Deirdre. I love you so much. And we love everybody we else. Love you. We yeah. love you. So keep listening. All right. Thank you. Wait a minute. What? What do we have to do? Oh my God. What do we have to do? Well, motherfucker, we got to cast that fucking spell (gasps) and harness that energy. And then we're going to design our lives. I mean, we already are. And we hope you're designing your life as well. Do it. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Spellcaster Podcast, hit subscribe to be notified when there's a new episode. And please write a review. It helps us and it's good for your karma. If you have any questions or topics you would like us to discuss, email us at spellcaster sisters at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at spellcaster underscore sister. And remember,
0: cast the spell, harness the energy, and design your life.